Welcome. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Gaining Christ Audio, a ministry designed to teach the truth of God from the Bible to encourage you in your knowledge of God, as well as your confidence, gratitude, and faithfulness in Him. In this podcast, during this week of Thanksgiving, we will search through these scriptures and highlight some of the myriad reasons why God definitely deserves our utmost gratitude, praise, and thanksgiving, not only on this Thanksgiving day, but through every day of our lives. Thanksgiving Day is certainly one of the more warm, rich, and encouraging holidays in the United States. A celebration which began, as you may know, 402 years ago in Plymouth, Massachusetts in 1621 when the the colonists, the New England pilgrims, had a few days of celebration of the fall harvest along with the Native Americans who joined them in a feast celebrating the food and fellowship and love together. And this annual celebration unofficially continued throughout the years until Abraham Lincoln in 1863 marked the fourth day of November as a day of thanksgiving to God for his grace, his forgiveness, and provision to the American people. And then in 1870, President Ulysses Grant made Thanksgiving Day an official holiday. Today, many other countries have their own Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving Day celebrations. Canada, Germany, Austria, Holland, Switzerland, Japan, China, Southern India, Ghana, Liberia, each celebrate Thanksgiving. Yet long before these national Thanksgiving Days, the people of God have been celebrating God in various ways of Thanksgiving. The first known period when people began to thank God occurred in 400 B.C. approximately, 6,000 years ago, when people first began to call upon the name of the Lord and worship Him. Genesis 4 and 5, we see that Adam, after Cain and Abel, eventually had a son named Seth, and then Seth had a son named Enosh. And during this time, 3,900 B.C., the people began to call upon the name of the Lord. And throughout the years, and as seen in the Bible, we have recorded many days and moments of celebration by the people of God. And what we want to do in this podcast is read and quickly evaluate a few Bible passages which express deep thanksgiving to God in order to emphasize what Thanksgiving Day is truly all about, as stressed by President Abraham Lincoln even, and to remind us of some of the many reasons why God definitely deserves our praise, gratitude, and thanksgiving, and encourage you in the grace, favor, power, and the promises of God so that we, the people of God, will enthusiastically thank, praise, worship, exalt, extol, magnify, glorify, bless, 
and express gratitude and thanksgiving to God, not just on Thanksgiving Day, but in every day of our lives, from our hearts and out of our mouths and in our actions, by our whole being. As David writes in Psalm 34, my soul boasts in the Lord. Psalm 16, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. Psalm 92.15, the writer says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your works. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works. Here's a question as we get started. Have you been made glad? Are you, are you thrilled even into your heart by the works of God and rich satisfaction in your life? If yes, well, hopefully a review of some of these passages will encourage you further in your gladness and thanksgiving to God. And if no, well, then maybe you will hear some of the truth of God and through this truth of God, you will gain reason to celebrate and give thanksgiving to God that he has deserved. So let's look at some reasons why we have, among the many, to celebrate God, beginning with what David writes in Psalm 7, verse 17. David writes, I will give to the Lord the thanks due for his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord the Most High. For starters, we should give thanks to God for God being God. God deserves our thanksgiving simply by who he is alone, the most high God, as David writes. He is the only God, and he sits high above all things, and he is the center of eternity, time, and all matter, and everything that exists. And he is a righteous God. He is perfect. He is holy. And his nature and his being and his attributes alone deserve our gratitude because it is from his nature and his being and his attributes that we exist and have reasons further to praise him. As the angels say in Isaiah 6, verse 3, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Everything reveals the glory of God, from the flowers to the birds to the fish to the clouds to the stars to our solar system and beyond throughout the universe. The spiritual creatures in Revelation say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. He is eternal. He is the Most High. And so we should give gratitude and thanksgiving to God for who He is as the God, the Most High, over the universe. Another reason for gratitude to God is shown in Psalm 136, verses 1 and following. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to God, who alone does great wonders. Give thanks to God, who by understanding made the heavens. Give thanks to God who spread out the earth above the waters. Give thanks to God who made the great lights, the sun to rule the day and the moon and the stars to rule over the night. For his steadfast love endures forever. 
How worthy of our gratitude, praise, and thanksgiving is God for the creation that he made. Yes, indeed, God made everything that exists. It did not start itself. There's no theory that can, that can prove another source. God is the creator of all things, and by his will, by his power, and by his word, this entire universe, our galaxy, our solar system, our planet, all matter, all life are from the gracious will and power and wonders of God. And for that alone, we should thank God. Without it, we would not have existence. And so great is God's power. That is, Psalm 147 states, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. God determines the number of stars, and he gives them all their names. Great is the Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The fact that you and I cannot understand how God can literally speak every single galaxy and star into existence in one day doesn't really matter because God can do far more abundantly than all we can ask or even imagine. And he knows every star by name. There's estimated 200 billion galaxies in our universe, each on average consisting of 100 billion stars. Think about that. 200 billion, 100 billion stars in the universe, and God knows them all by name. We should thank God for the stars. We use the stars. As the psalmist says, the sun governs our day, gives us light and energy, and reflects upon the moon at night and the planets in the evening and the other stars, which are balls of fire, just giving off their light. Praise God for what he has given us in his creation. Another reason, of course, to praise God, Psalm 95, verse 6 and 7. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Psalm 139, David writes, I praise you, O Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You form my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of my days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts, O God. How vast the sum of them. Praise the Lord, not only for the creation of the universe and all the animal and plant life, but praise the Lord for his creation of you and me. Just think about what God designed when he made the first man and how much engineering detail and function and amazing behavior our body is and the human mind and brain is and our digestive system and the senses, your ability to see and the function of the eyeball registering images on your retina which is transferred through the optic nerve to your brain, and you can see what you're seeing and what you hear, the detail in your ear alone. And God made it all. The reproduction system, new life, God made it all. He formed man. Every person has been made in the image of God, contrary to the faulty theories and the disgusting claims in our world today. God 
has made every person, you and me, and praise God that he has made us the way he has, and we can do the things that we can do. Think how intricate your mind is. Think how intricate your brain is and your nervous system is, all made by the Lord. Praise the Lord. And not only to thank God for his making of us, but his gracious love towards us. Psalm 103, David writes, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in all that is that is within me. When David sings praises to the Lord, as we see, it comes deep from his heart, from his soul. It's not just obligatory lyrics of a song or some recited prayer off a screen. This is flowing from within his heart. Does the gratitude that I have, does the gratitude and thanksgiving you have flow from within your heart? That is the will of God. David continues, bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, chesed, or grace. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is God's love for those who fear him. For as the east is from the west, so far does God remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. What is David thanking God for? Well, obviously for his mercy and his grace not to treat us as our sins deserve, for God's loving compassion in salvation. Just think about that. How much gratitude and thanksgiving does God deserve just for the provision of salvation? How much punishment and penalty do I deserve for the sin in my life? But as we know through the Bible, as we know through the gospel, as David is emphasizing here, God is gracious and merciful. Praise the Lord for that. We thank you, God, for that, that he does not treat us as our sins deserve. Do you know why God does not treat you if you know him and you trust and his way of salvation, his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God in his loving grace doesn't treat you according to your sins. He treated his holy son according to your sin. He did not repay you, O believer in Christ, for your sin. He paid Christ Jesus with your debt and your penalty and your sin. On the cross, God treated Jesus Christ, the perfect holy Son of God in human flesh, as if he lived your life, as, he li- as, as if he lived my life, in order that God would treat us as if we lived Jesus' perfect and righteous life. You ever praise the Lord Jesus Christ for his righteous life? We should praise Jesus for his perfection every day of his life. He was pressed and tempted but he never sinned. He never moved, wandered one smidgen from the will and the ways of his father. No lustful thought, no sin in his life, nothing contrary to the perfect will of God. 
And even though he was tempted and tried at this, his most desperate moment, when he had to go to the cross, he still moved forward in righteousness and perfection to accomplish what God told him to do and to be our perfect Savior. And then he died. This innocent, perfect man died. It wasn't for his sins that he was pierced on a cross. It was for our sins. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. The punishment that brought us peace with God was upon him and by his wounds We are healed, Isaiah writes, chapter 53, verse 5. Praise the Lord that though we are sinners, Christ Jesus in love died for us. And what praise God and thank God for the love of God that motivates to give us his grace. It is God's love and mercy, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, Paul writes in Ephesians 2, Verses 4 and 5, even when we were dead in our sins, God made us alive together with Christ. It is by grace we have been saved. Thank you, God, for your grace through your one and only way of salvation, your son, Christ Jesus, the Messiah, a Jewish man himself, born from Abraham's line, the Davidic line, came into the world as God promised to be a savior for not only the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for all who believe, for the Jew first and then for the Gentile. Paul writes in Romans 1, verse 16, For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. It is all the work and the merit of Christ Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Christ Jesus, that gives a person salvation. And it is the faith in Christ that yields salvation to this person. Praise the Lord. And then not only does God give us salvation, but God works in our lives and takes care of our needs. Psalm 34, verse 1, David writes and following, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. My soul boasts in the Lord, David writes. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord within me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous his ears toward their cry. The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Psalm 147.3, praise the Lord. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Praise God. We should thank God on Thanksgiving Day and every day for his provision and his personal care over our lives, even in the most difficult of times. Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor be afraid. John 14, he says to his disciples, do not be anxious about anything, Philippians 4, but in everything through prayer And thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
God is called the God of all comfort. Paul expresses that in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And as Jesus says, do not worry about your life, O believer. Look, God takes care of the flowers, takes care of the birds. You're more valuable to God than birds. He will definitely take care of you. We ought to thank God. I'm sure you do. And I should thank him even more for his sovereign care over my life and the way he takes care of me. When I'm afflicted and hurt, I can go to God. No one else can comfort me the way God can. And think about how God has sovereignly prevented hurt and danger and disaster in our lives without us even knowing it. We should thank God and regularly for his sovereign provision to prevent things that happen, his care over our lives. And furthermore, when you think about you as a believer, if you are a believer, or if you come to genuine faith in Christ, where did all that come from? We should thank God for his grace in our lives. As Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3, Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Though you have not seen Jesus Christ, you love him. And though now you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory because you are obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We should thank God, and hopefully you do, for the spiritual rebirth that he gave to you. Praise God the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again. You did not cause you to be born again, just like you didn't cause you to be born biologically the first time. This is the act of God's grace. We should thank God for His grace to give us spiritual rebirth and to bring us into the faith that we have into salvation in Christ Jesus. This is, yes, indeed, the work of God completely. The grace of God necessarily and effectually permeates every moment, layer, and and event in and through our salvation, 100%. And not only should we thank God for the salvation that he's given and thank God for the spiritual rebirth to bring us into the salvation and faith in Christ. But we should, as Peter writes here, thank God for the power and grace that holds us secure in our salvation. Yes, indeed, my friend, if you are a true believer in Christ Jesus, know this, there is no way you will ever lose your salvation, and there is no way ever you can get away from the loving grace and hold of God. Contrary to what others may say, it is God's will, not your will, that brought you to salvation and holds you in salvation, even though now, of course, it is definitely your will to love and know Christ Jesus. 
It is all the grace of God. Thank you, God, for your grace of spiritual rebirth and holding us. And listen to what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1, one of the places where God's grace and reason for thanksgiving are exposed in great detail for our benefit. Listen to this passage, just just seven verses, three through nine. Listen. Blessed be or praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, even as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, God predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved one. In Christ, we, believers in Christ, have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of God's grace, which God lavished upon us and all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. You can pick that passage apart and thank God for so many reasons. You you could not stop speaking for two or three years. Just think about this. Praise God. Thank God. He has blessed you, O believer, or you, if you become a believer, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. How much blessing, how much treasure, how much value is there in the kingdom of God? How much does God own? Well, whatever God owns, whatever treasure that exists in the heavenly places in God's treasury, they're all yours in Christ by God's loving grace as a free gift. Thank you, God, for your free gift to give us your inheritance and your all the blessings in heaven. And we thank you, God, also, as Paul writes in verse 4, that you chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. I didn't choose you, Lord. It felt like I chose you, but I came to you because you came to me. And you came to me in your loving grace, Lord, because you chose me to be in Christ before the foundation of the world. And as difficult as it is for some to hear, you did not choose everyone to be in Christ, but you chose me. Do you know that, O listener, if you are in Christ, that God chose you to be in Christ and to be the recipient of all the blessings in Christ? As he says in verse 5, in love, God predestined us for adoptions as sons. God, in his loving grace, in eternity past, predestined, predesigned, predetermined, foreknew us to be adopted into his family. He predetermined your salvation, your spiritual rebirth, and your faith in Christ because God, in his generosity, compassion, love, and mercy over you, wanted you to be into his, into, in his family, adopted into his family, where your last name technically, spiritually, is Yahweh. 
God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, including you and every born-again believer throughout the ages. Praise the Lord. We ought to thank him for adopting us and predestinating us to be adopted into his family. And then it was all his will. This is all God's will. We ought to praise God for his grace and his will. He's blessed us in the beloved one. And we have redemption again, this salvation, which is not a partial salvation. It's not a part-time salvation. It's not a Jesus plus you salvation. It's a full Christ Jesus accomplished salvation, redemption from spiritual death, redemption from your bondage to sin, redemption from your slavery to sin, redemption from the penalty of sin, redemption from the kingdom of darkness, and a transformation into the kingdom of light. You have redemption through his blood, blood that he shed on a cross 2,000 years ago, a one-time sacrifice. Praise God for the sacrifice of Christ Jesus and his gracious blood that was shed, the forgiveness of all your sins. Your sins have been wiped clean by the grace of God. Thank God for his mercy and his grace. According to the riches of God's grace, it was God's rich, loving kindness that he did this on your behalf. Should God not be thanked for all the salvation that you have and all the reasons and all the detail and steps through it? And God's lavished us with all wisdom and insight. Thank God for all the wisdom he's given us. The message of the cross is foolishness to the world that is perishing. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, but to those of us being saved, it is the power of God. God has revealed to us the mystery of his will, this overarching plan over this universe. Praise the Lord. Jesus says in John 15 to his disciples, I no longer call you servants, for a servant does not know his master's business, but I call you friends, because everything that I've learned from my Father, I've made known to you. The full plan of God, the mystery of God, Christ Jesus in us, the hope of glory, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 2. Praise the Lord for giving us the wisdom to understand the gospel, to understand our need, to understand his plan, and to bring us into his family and to give us life everlasting in Christ Jesus. That'll speak at the Thanksgiving dinner table this year, won't it? To thank God for all these things he's done, his predestination, his election, his sovereign grace and will, and the merits of Jesus Christ fully applied to you so you can be freed and you can be counted righteous in the eyes of God, justified by God, because God and his justice laid Christ with all your sin and guilt and the penalty you deserve that has been paid to telestide, Jesus said. John 19.30, his last words recorded, it is accomplished. It is finished salvation. And they put his dead body in a grave. And on the third day, as he promised, he came out of that grave to defeat death and grant eternal life to all those who believe in him. And God did all this because he has a great desire for you, O believer. As Paul expresses in summary in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Listen to this. How beautiful is this? Paul writes, We should always give thanks 
to God. For you, brothers, loved by the Lord. Why should we thank God? Because from the beginning, God chose you for salvation. Through the sanctification of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. And God called you to this through our gospel. The gospel went out as Paul preached to these people in Thessalonica by the power and grace of the Holy Spirit, setting them apart and giving them the understanding to believe the gospel. Boom! They were born again and brought into faith in Christ so that you will share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ in the eternal kingdom of heaven God has designed you to obtain to share in the full glory and splendor perfection and treasure of God through Christ his son the king of kings and the lord of lords the prince of peace the righteousness of God, our Savior, our great shepherd, the bread of life, the light of the world, the way and the truth and the life, the Alpha and the Omega, all the reward and treasure that is due him for his great work and his perfection will be shared with you, O believer in Christ, by the loving grace and the mercy of God. We could go on for days, yielding reasons why God deserves our extreme gratitude and thanksgiving, not only out of our mouths, but out of our hearts truly and our lives. But this is what God has planned for us in this podcast. Praise the Lord. God is great, and we thank you, Lord God, for what you've done for us. We hope that this message has been somewhat encouraging to you and may help in your own thanksgiving to God. Not only on this Thanksgiving day coming up or what transpired if you listen to this afterwards, but through your life every day as a believer in Christ. And thank you very much for listening and spread the word.